Hi, listeners. Before we get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, a decision that stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive health care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans, a decision that could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help, P-O-D-V-O-I-C-E-S dot help. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Thank you. to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Alex Finn. You ever just describe yourself being able to fold yourself like a lawn chair? Stace Babcock. I have exciting news, guys. Today, after months, Starbuck has been freed from her soft cone. <gasps> and she's doing really well. Yay! That's good. Awesome! Catch wood. And Samson Davis. I don't know what it's going to be like in December, but right now, Marvel Snap is very addicting, and I kind of hate it. <laughs> don't get Marvel Snap. Oh, I thought you said Marble Snap, and I'm like, what is a Marble Snap? Is that a treat? Are you telling me about a new confection? Uh, no, no, no. Marvel Snap, the hot new iPhone game from the guy who did uh, Hearthstone, Ben Brode. Mm-hmm. It's a good game. Is it At least right like now. <laughs> one of those AFK games where you're summoning characters in a certain world? And they'll just, like, collect money and experience points, but you have to be in it to, like, progress in the story? No. Oh. It's a card game. <laughs> Say I love you. I enjoy yeah. AFK games. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what helps you enjoy any game? <gasps> that was a good segue. Yeah. Hell yeah. Not that it, Dan's good at segues, but sometimes they're, like, fucking good. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, dice. Dice is what helps you. Even in card games, dice will help you. And you can get the best dice at Die Hard Dice. Die Hard Dice is a provider of high-quality dice. Metal is kind of their iconic sets. It's got a high-quality metal dice of any types but the acrylics, though. Especially that Knight's Hope set. Mmm. Mmm. It's tasty. <laughs> you should get one. Get a set, I mean. And you can get 10% off uh, whatever you order with our code Explorers Wanted. Use that at checkout. Get high-quality dice for a little bit cheaper. And you help support the show. Isn't that lovely? So do that. Also tell your friends to do it, too. That's how you, that's how you get them into mm-hmm. playing games with you. And watch them order it. <laughs> yeah, and they can really be used for for any game, you know? Pickleball, Euchre, Parcheesi, Ooh, Dice. Cornhole. <laughs> cornhole with Dice. I don't think it'd be improved, but you could do it. I mean, could we do Dice with Dice? What? You know, the game, the Dice game, where you throw Dice. Yahtzee? No. Oh, the just like one. gambling game where you just yeah. like, oh, okay. We could do that with dice, right? I mean, I guess Yahtzee is a better idea. Yahtzee with D20s would be <laughs> It would be hard. Rough. Holy shit. And if you order some dice, you could do it too. All right. So who remembers what happened last time? I am going to pick on Alex. Oh, golly, do Williger's Batman. Last time on Explorers Wanted, we were just chilling, minding our business in the hotel room, in room. In the room we have rented from mm-hmm. a merchant, and we were we all decided to take a nap. Great ideas. I would like one right now. <laughs> I always want a nap, though, to be honest. We were taking a nap, and then Dilly was just like, I'm going to tinker. And so Dilly made another blemish hider, but Cha-Cha pointed out, if you wash your face, you don't get as many blemishes. And Aster pointed out that Dilly had a pimple. And Dilly was just like, I'm going to pop it. And then we heard a siren coming. I thought, me, the person Alex, thought it was coming out of Denim's room. And so I thought she set off a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, I guess we're going out. Oh, all of a sudden, that makes way more sense now. <laughs> but then I was just like, no, it just makes sense for Chacha to run when she hears sirens mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. And then, so Nix is going to go on her morning run. But Chacha was like, fuck it, I'm out. Deuces, every person for themselves. 
I'm going to go out of the window. And Joe's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Maybe we can go out the front door. And Josh is like, okay. And then she just abandons Dilly. Don't get on the Titanic with Chacha is what we're learning. <laughs> so Deneb's just like, oh, that's the siren saying that they're going to lock down the city because we're under attack as a city. And Nix is just like, oh, let's go check it out. And Dilly's like, I'll come check it out too. And Chacha was just like, I'm out. I'm escaping. Bye. <laughs> I don't care. Bye. And so they all, like, responsible adults went to go see what... Wait, no, that's not responsible at all, actually. To go towards danger? No. Responsible fighters or responsible heroes. Responsible storm more like it. Responsible player character. We go towards the danger. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we're the heroic type. Mm-hmm. I smell murder. Or the anti-heroic <laughs> type. No. But after Chacha established mildly... That no one was immediately coming to repossess her person. She went over to the wall as well, where everyone was, like, I guess, leaning over, very crowded together to look at everything. And Chacha's like, hey, something's attacking, don't bunch together. Because that's a great way to get large quantities murdered at once. Life advice from Chacha. Mm-hmm. No one listened. No, no one listened. In fact, Nick's got into the crunch crowd. And looked over, and it's like, oh, it's Buddy Cop's army. I'm assuming Alex, the player character, Chacha didn't look, so Chacha doesn't know that it's, you know, the repossessing robots and all of the guardians who have been mandibled. Uh, you felt a tingle. Yeah, I felt the tingle tingle, but she didn't see physically what the army was made up of. Oh, okay. She was just going, don't bunch, but maybe throw molten synth for the wall. It's fine. But the city did something similar where they just opened up one game. She's like, hey, guess what? We got a present. Boop. (laughs) And then Dilly was just like, oh, hey, we'll go to the foundry. Let's do that. And then we like. That was Nix's idea. Waxed poetically about how if Chaja could go into the foundry, she's never been in there. But what if I had a picture? And then we're like, no. Nix was like, hey, I bought all these disguises. You guys want disguises? You know, for once. They're not even disguises. They're just like, we're criminals. Don't let them see your face. Yeah. (laughs) So for once, we're going to disguise ourselves. As in, we're not going to blatantly show our faces when committing crimes. And so we did that. And we disguised Nix as Carlisle. And that was it. And we approached the foundry and the guards were like, hey, weren't you just in there? How did you get out? And Nix is like, don't worry about it. That's fine. (laughs) And so we went on through and it was it wasn't that big of a problem. But Nix was like, I'm going to make a key so we can come here anytime we want. Nix was doing some pretty high level thinking this episode. Like, making a key so we could get back in, so we don't have to disguise ourselves. Nix is intriguing. Yeah. It was, I was very impressed. And so we snuck up on Carlisle and his crew and did these, like, I'm going to make you experience very terrifying things. And then, as Samson told me, we got Carlisle's body. And I assumed for, like, a hot minute that we'd murdered Carlisle. I was like, wait, did I black out during this episode? And Daniel's like, no, he's still alive. He's unconscious. But Samson's like, but we have his body. I'm like, I'm very confused. Like, part of me is just like, so we desold him and we have the husk of Carlisle? These are my thoughts. And we went through the portal in the foundry. I thought we were going to, it was like a hand scanner. And we were going to have to like <laughs> cut off Carl's hand or something. I don't know. But no, it's the dream that Dilly had with all the machines. And... We are not alone is where we ended the episode. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Did I do good this time? Yeah. You do good every time. Um, you just missed the bit about Nix's mom oh, and yeah. also Nix's instructions. To the oh, end. yeah. There was a boat. So Nix's mom is on a boat. We we're like, can we just get on the boat and just like teleport on the boat? And that, no, we can't because Chacha hasn't been on this boat. And so instead, Nix sent the imps to the boat to get her mom. Oh, and we sent a love letter to the Assassin's Guild, and I teased Stace about what it said. <laughs> yes. In chat, I've written, Dear Assassin's Guild, 
The weather on the front is mighty fierce, but the thought of your loving embrace are what keep me warm at night. You know, like a one of those old-timey letters from war. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you guys are standing just outside of this like little structure that the door is in. Nix is carrying Carlisle, and you can see these other shapes moving in the mist. You don't believe any of them have noticed your arrival yet. But there's a lot of them. They don't seem to be all bunched together. They seem to be in small groups spread out. Nick searches Carlisle's pockets. Okay, so searching Carlisle's pockets, you'll find 50 shins on his person and a cipher. Roll me 1d6. Six? You have a level 10 rejuvenator. Ooh. Oh! When somebody gets injected with this... One pool of the user's choice is restored by a number of points equal to the cipher's level. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Holy shit. So pick a pool, stab somebody with the rejuvenator, 10 points to that pool, assuming it doesn't go over their maximum. And Nyx can carry it, so she does. Any keys, personal journals, ledgers, secret documents? Not on him, though. Nyx will arrange his body face down in front of the portal on the side of the foundry. Like, maybe he just, like, ran in there and fell down. Mm. Okay. But so that he doesn't choke on his vomit or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, she's conscientious. Well, maybe have him choke on his vomit. Just a little. Maybe just have that problem solve itself. Just a little. I don't know. I feel like in terms of, like, oppositional figures, he is, like, our grayest villain. Is he a villain? Depends on, you know, if what you think of the stone burners system of governance but it's also an alternative to the queen's system of governance so gray yeah he's on a side that opposes us at the moment mm. i like how i didn't know if this guy was a villain i was just like yeah he can joke on his own moment wow how's that say about me mm-hmm. all right so uh to the buildings yeah do we gotta worry about these figures probably but i don't know what we can do about them we could kill them all. Just boom, boom, boom. I think we'd do better if we don't draw attention to ourselves for as soon as possible. Speaking of boom, 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 on one far corner, like near the facility, some of those shadows seem to be moving frantically, and then you hear the sounds of, like, laser blasts and things like that. People screaming. Some of the screams sound human. Some of them sound anything but. It was not me. I have not done anything yet. <laughs> we know. We know. We saw Dilly's going to use Major Illusion uh, to, I think, kind of wrap ourselves in Illusory Mist to hopefully hide us. Sure. Mm-hmm. Just put it, yeah. So that's what Dilly does as we start moving. Okay. Are you guys heading to the Foundry? Oh, yes. I think so, yeah. Most definitely. Okay. To reach the Foundry, this is going to require three stealth rolls. Oh, no. You're getting an asset because Dilly's Illusion is making everything mist. You're getting a second asset because there's currently a battle within earshot. Very nice. So your first stealth roll with those two assets is a 15. Um, that's a 9 for Dilly with the specialization. It's a 12 for Nyx. Oh, shit. I just rolled it straight and got a nat 20. 15. Okay. Um, I rolled a 5. What? You want to use your probability engine? That or maybe Alex can help me out. Unless you have better idea. I don't have XP, but I can give you the nat 20. I mean, what were you at before? Um, I was at a 9, so I rolled below. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm mathing. Because even if, if I could, could I just, like, make Dilly pass it with my nat 20? I would allow that, since Dilly didn't roll a nat 1. Okay. Since Samson didn't roll a nat 1, I would let the nat 20. But you have to tell me how you prevent Dilly failing the stealth check. I think Dilly, like trips on his own shoes and is about to just like boof bam hit his front teeth on the floor and Chacha like catches him by the back of his shirt so he chokes a little it's like Ugh. and that's you know why he kind of fails it but doesn't fail the stealth check mm-hmm. right. okay cool thank you the next roll is an 18 oh jesus okay use uh, two levels of effort 12 I'll use two levels of speed effort which would make it a Nine with Nix's training. I'm going to use one level of speed effort to make it a nine for Dilly. Eight. I got a 19. Nine, exactly. Okay, nice. So you're definitely going to get past this section of groups when you propose as a minor effect. 
So we have one more stealth check, or is this just... Yep. Okay, I would like, uh, I guess, a free level of effort on the next one. Okay, for yeah. you. Because Traja has no stealth. I don't know how she's done this so far. Okay, cool. This next roll is a 21. Good thing I did that. Yeah. Holy shit. And I used another two level of effort, running out of speed. Okay. Next, we'll spend three levels of speed effort on this one, plus her training. Dilly's going to try to roll a 15 straight. 16. 15, exactly. Wow. So it was at 21 and then 18, and I used two levels, and that's a 12. Okay, we're fine, because I got a 14. Okay. So you guys sneak past these other groups as well. You can tell that they're there. One of the groups is your passum. They're humanoid, but they are definitely not human. They have these like weird, elongated heads and like four sets of bulging eyes. They are clearly like stripping a body of somebody they just killed. And one of them says something that I don't think Dilly or Nix would understand. Well, actually, I think Cha-Cha will have heard this language before, even if you don't necessarily know what these things are. And I think Aster would be able to translate for Dilly. And they, they, you can hear them saying, Nokia. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Nokia. <laughs> so, you guys are past these forms. You can see the foundry buildings up ahead. They are really strange. Like, the metal is clearly etched and pitted in ways that appear to be somewhat organized, Dilly, but they're they're still very strange. It doesn't seem to be like... If it's a conscious design decision, you don't really know why it's there. Okay. Am I able to differentiate if these are maybe the results of people trying to, like, bust in through force? Could be. If the, if it is, then that would be very organized attempts. Okay. Uh, do we see a main door, main gate? Yes, but that has another cluster of figures that are just, like, sitting there waiting, like, clearly, like, on guard duty, like, essentially, like, they're standing there waiting for somebody to come and try. Ah, shit. Not like that they're guarding the foundry because they're part of the foundry. You think these are just more people trying to get into the foundry, mm-hmm. and they're looking for somebody with a key. How many? Five. They all seem to be carrying heavy ranged weapons, too. How close are they to the door? They're within a short distance of it. Okay. I've got something that will keep them occupied for three rounds. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Dilly's going to pull out his distress detonation. It'll explode in immediate range and induce three rounds of vomiting. (laughs) It's our move. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hope these creatures vomit. So I think flavor-wise, Dilly's going to pass it to Nyx since Nyx is the one who can throw. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Since you just have to throw it into their general midst, it's not at them, Nyx. We're going to call this medium-ranged. Hell yeah. And it starts at a 12. Okay, so Nyx is uh, two levels of might edge. Nyx is a six. Seven. Okay, it lands. It goes off, and they all begin violently vomiting. Their vomit that comes out is streaked with red mucus and green viscous fluid and as they're vomiting you see these like coming out of it is almost like whole creatures like little like green spindly things that you could have sworn you've seen before Mm -hmm. are they alive not as they're coming out darn they're just sort of falling and kind of dying there so three rounds is like 30 seconds right so we gotta book it yeah dilly is speed boots fleet of foot swinging around the radius of the distress detonator and going towards the door Okay, so you're going towards the door. As you approach the door, you notice the door is featureless, but you get to the door, no problem. All right. Dilly pulls out the foundry key, and... When you pull out the key, it's like the metal on the door flows into the shape of a matching keyhole that was not there before, and the key thrums. Dilly inserts the key, and with his other hand going quickly, 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 and operates the key as he needs to. Okay, you turn the key. You withdraw the key the door starts opening in a way that it's not like it's liquid metal or anything like that. It's just like almost like from that keyhole, like nothingness spreads out until it's roughly the size of a door. And it's just waiting there. Like the rest of the mass didn't go anywhere. You don't know what happened, but that 
doorway is open and waiting for you. And inside, you can see a room lined with pipes and synth with red and green lighting and the sound of heavy machinery in the distance just running. Max will go through first. Okay. Dilly will go through last, just to make sure everyone gets through. Okay, just so you know, as you guys are crossing this, as soon as Nyx goes through the door, this door begins shrinking again. Okay. So, I assume Cha-Cha's going in as well? Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Wouldn't that be awkward with all the... (laughs) Standing there with all the guys that are... The dudes that are vomiting. I mean... So you cross the boundary, Dilly. You're the last one. And you feel a sharp pain in your head. And you hear Aster, like, almost involuntarily just saying, Forbidden! You'll take three intellect damage. Okie doke. Incidentally, you don't get the feeling that Aster's doing this deliberately. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like you're getting feedback from his pain. And then the pain goes away. All right, cool. The key is still there. So the door closes all the way, and then the key dissolves like mercury in your hand and slides and lands on the ground, seems to seep into the floor and disappears. And when you look back at the door, you see there's a keyhole there, but it keeps changing shape, like it's almost like rotating its shape. Mm -hmm. And you realize you don't know what key goes to open this door again. Well... We'll figure that out later. But did I at least say, all right, I think this is our only one, one and only shot here, so let's make the most of it. There's a door in here that leads out to a corridor. That door is open, and it's a long corridor. What do you guys do? Yeah, Nyx will set off in that direction. Unless Chacha wants to do something. Hey, do you guys mind if we take like 10 minutes just real quick? Yeah, no problem. No problem. Oh, need a breather. I know, yeah. I know, she's bleeding a little, yeah. I'll scout a little. So if Nyx is scouting a little, you go down this corridor for a while, and then you see a junction point. It goes farther with more of this corridor that, you know, looks the same. The sounds of heavy machinery seems to be coming from every direction. It's very warm in here, Nyx, which is pleasant for you. Probably would make other people sweat uncomfortably. But, you know, for you, this feels great. And from this corridor junction, it also goes off sort of at an angle to the left, so not perpendicular, just sort of at this weird, acute angle. And that hallway seems to kind of shift from synth to like almost ruby red rock leading that way, but still the same structural pattern. And off to the right is a corridor that it seems to go like synth for a while, and then it seems to become more like bulbous, almost fleshy, but still, once again, a corridor shape. Even with all the loud machinery going, occasionally you can still hear the rumblings of distant thunder from outside. Nyx will first go down the not-fleshy hallway. It breaks her personal rule, but fleshy hallway seems sus. (laughs) The rock hallway or the synth hallway? Yeah, she'll go down the rock hallway just a little ways. Okay, so you get amidst the rock and you find like it it ends at sort of a junction point there is a figure at this junction point who is standing there and it looks like half their body has been flayed their whole chest is skinless and there is like strange machinery pushed into it very crude machinery too nothing like advanced numenera like sort of like you know pulleys and, uh, you know, cogs and things like that. And it occasionally ticks and the body will shake and shudder. But you're, it's hard to tell exactly what they're thinking because it's missing its eyes and its eyes have been replaced by two steel studs. Yo, uh, you all right? <laughs> hey, you good? You good, bro? The pulleys go and the body shudders again. I'm going to take that as a no. Um, so, Daniel, does does it seem to be getting warmer in either down this hallway or in either direction? Not that you notice. It's damper in the direction of the fleshy hallway, but as far as temperature, you're not noticing a change yet. All right, so Nyx will uh, return to the junction and just walk a little ways down the oof, fleshy hallway. Like, cautious, like her first step's very cautious. Yeah, and that fleshy hallway is sort of slick and bulbous. <gasps> it squishes a little bit as you step across it. You know, imagine like you were like walking across a blister filled with blood. 
It's almost like walking on a really gross waterbed. Blood, blister, water. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah. As you're walking across it, you can see that there's this sort of like viscous fluid that's sort of yellowish but translucent that sort of occasionally drips from the ceilings. And you come into a room and there is a naked human standing there with their back to you. Yo, uh... You seem to have their head back and they seem to be looking at the ceiling. Yo, what's up? They don't move. Hey, I'm, uh... Nyx. <laughs> <laughs> they don't move. Nyx will take a wide circle and cautiously... You can hear an occasional dripping sound. And as you come around, you see this person standing there. Again, they're naked. Probably a man. They've got stone burner synth across their chest, and their head is back, with their face facing the ceiling. Their mouth is wide open, and it seems to be full of a fluid, just like mercury, and it seems to be overflowing and dribbling down their chin. Next, we'll head back. Okay. Back to the group? Yep. Okay. You are reunited with your companions. Yo, uh, major concerns about this place, so saw somebody in, like, this, like, weird machine, studs for eyes being jerked around, and also saw this naked stone burner that's just staring at the ceiling with, like, mercury bubbling and flowing out of their mouth, so proceed with caution, I would say. That sounds weirdly like a dream I've had, like, yesterday or two days ago. I don't remember. So, but you didn't see any, like, workspaces or, like, vaults of no crazy-ass IO? I decided I would come back okay. after, you know... I saw the freaky shit. No, yeah, that, that's fair. That's fair. And I I think I'm good to go on now. This is just uh, one hallway ahead of us until you get to that junction? Yes. Okay. So do you want to see, like, your dream guy or the weird jerky machine guy? That's <sighs> just an incredibly tough choice. I know it is a tough choice. I mean, did you see both in your dream? No, I only saw the, um, the stone burner with the, uh, liquid synth or whatever the quicksilver yeah let's then i say let's let's go like take a peek at that yeah let's yeah figure that one out okay so you're heading to the stone burner yes yeah okay you guys are walking down this fleshy corridor dilly it's very familiar is it gushy (laughs) it's a little gushy wet and gushy and dilly i will say this walking on it is much worse in real life than it was in your dream this is awful this Nix only feels it with one foot. Ugh. Yeah. Occasionally, you notice the walls, like, undulate, like, with muscular movement, kind of like, almost like you were in a throat, but they're not, like, coming, they're not squeezing in to push you down it or anything. Oh, a throat. Good, good. Could have been a rectum. Would that be better? Like, or worse? Like, what? It's, it's bad. This is bad either way. Either way, the GI is involved. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like rectums smell worse, unless this person's got, like... Poof and mouth disease or something. Yeah. Don't give Dan ideas. Or they poop their mouth. Yeah, they might poop their mouth. <laughs> <sighs> We're in a giant human centipede. Don't bring that evil here. <laughs> That's the end of the campaign. Yeah. This is just a little conveyor belt leading you to the machine. And three become yeah. one. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's a metaphor for found family. Get it? Oh, God. So we get there and see our guy. That guy is standing there with his back to you as you enter. Looks very much the same as your dream. Are there any other exits out of this place? Yeah, there's uh, two doors on the far wall. Uh, hey, my guy. You, uh, you here? You here with us? They don't move. Dilly just kind of pushes them on, like, their chest. Just, like, will shove. Oh, you're in front of them. That's where you went to. Sure, why not? Okay, so you can see the mercury dripping. Their eyes look at you in a panic, but the rest of their body doesn't move at all. Okay. And is the mercury, like, dripping from the ceiling into their mouth? No. It seems like their mouth is overflowing, like the mercury is bubbling up from inside them and dripping out. Their teeth are stained with it. One blink for yes, two blinks for no. Can you understand me? They do not appear to be capable of blinking their eyes. Their eyes can move in a frantic panic, but they cannot move their eyelids. Uh, Okay, okay, okay. Uh, move your eyes up and down for yes, side to side for no. Can you understand us? Up and down. 
Okay, okay, okay. Are you trapped here? Up and down. Willingly? <laughs> side to side. Okay, that's, that's a fair question. <laughs> I mean, is it a trap? You can see, like, they go left to right, up and down, left to right. Is it an experiment gone wrong? Up and down. Mm-hmm. Is there a way we can help you? A tear slides down their cheek. I, I, I need a yes or no on this. Like, is there a way that we can untrap you? And so answer that first. And if the answer is no, then my next question is going to be, would you like us to end your misery? So first question. It's at that point that you notice their skin split along their arms like an invisible knife is cutting it. And blood wells. They're invisible people in here? All of a sudden, this person's skin is like torn off in a flash, like all of it, like in one tug, and then it's gone. Like in Resident, no, Silent Hill. Nick snaps this guy's neck, because that is game over. Yep, so you do that, they die and fall over. The mercury continues to bubble up, and I would like to offer Nick's an XP. <laughs> yes, yes, so nervous. <sighs> Who will you give the other XP to? Uh, Samson, because Samson, are you clean out? Uh, no, I have, uh, two XP left. Oh. I think Alex is out. Okay, then Alex. For emergencies. Only. For emergencies. Okay. No leveling up with it. No, <laughs> you will forever have that one XP. As you snap their neck, pull away, set their body down, you notice that there's some of that mercury fluid on your hand. As you go to wipe it away, it slides underneath your skin. Well, hell, guys, I'm about to become a mercury fountain. Oh, fuck. Okay. I mean, I, I could make sure Chacha runs a healing check. Like, I was gonna do that to that guy, but... So, first I want you to do an understanding Numenera check. Ooh, I'm specialized in that now. Okay. So, in that case, it will be a nine for you. Thirteen. Okay. Whatever this is, is, of course, contagious. It is in Nix's body. You're not sure how to get rid of it yet, but you now know what to look for in terms of a healing check. So your healing check will only be a nine. I'm also specialized in that. So it's a three. I got a nat 20. Okay, cool. So you know that this fluid must have some sort of nanite in it that does it. In fact, you can almost hear them singing as they make their way into Nix's body. Just right now, cut in to seven dwarves singing hi-ho. <laughs> so... Except Disney would sue us. I was thinking of... I was thinking Tarantara from uh, Pirates so of the So Nix will... Uh, yeah. Or where there's a whip, there's a way. <laughs> no. Nix will pull out her Magnet Master level mm-hmm. four. Manipulate. Wait, well, hold on. Before you do that, what would you propose as a major effect, Alex? How this magnet thing works. Okay. Like, Nix's magnet idea will work. What is specifically is Nix's magnet idea? She can manipulate a metal object for ten rounds, so she wants to manipulate the mercury fluid to come out of her tear ducts. So from your hand to your tear ducts. Oh, I thought it was through her whole body. No. Gosh. No. If it's still in her hand, you know, she'll just... Shoot it out the pores? Shoot it out the pores. Do snakes have pores? Away from everyone else. Like, it's spraying away. Just straight in Dilly's face. It is going to do damage as you pull it out. Fair. You're only going to take three might damage. Nice. But you will go down the damage track for one hour. (laughs) Are you going to put the fluid anywhere special, or are you just going to drop it somewhere? Nyx will put it inside one of her glass... Milken jars? Thing. Yeah, one of her empty milken jars. The last empty one. All the rest are full, because she's been filling them for a long time and has not used one in a while. <laughs> okay, so you've got a little bit of this mercury in a little bottle. And she'll seal it especially well. Okay. It's odd. It almost looks like it's probing at the seal. Ooh. Like it's investigating if it can get out. Tell it no. Interesting. Well, that was awful. Are you good, Nix? Are you? Oh yeah. Uh, wow, dude, that was so close. I do not want to be a statue mercury fountain. Sounds terrible, honestly. But what ripped off this guy's skin? Was it the? Was it this stuff? You think? Yeah. Yeah. Question. 
You think we can use this on Buddy Cop? I mean, I'm trying to save it for a reason, but honestly, Dilly, can you make like a seal, like a really well sealed container? Because like, it's smart, I think. Throw it at Buddy Cop. Boom. Problem solved. Yeah, I got some uh, spicy IO that kind of needs its own special container. I can whip something up real quick. Uh, can I whip something up real quick? You start doing that, but Aster gives you a warning and says, Wash your feet. Oh, shit. Fuck. Dilly backs away. Because mercury has continued to pool out of this person's dead body, and the fluid has been slowly making its way to you guys on the ground. Oh, shit. All right. Um, here, let's do this in another room. This is... Has Dilly said what Aster said? Because I feel like Chad... I, I think Dilly just, like, suddenly jumping away is would be an obvious enough indication that the mercury is moving. Chacha, can you try to, like, burn the shit out of this? Chacha gonna try. Okay. You light it on fire. It actually keeps burning. Like, it's almost like it's flammable in a way that's, like, it's not just, like, a quick flame. It's almost like it can burn, the fire can burn it like fuel. And you can see this strange gray silvery smoke rising from the ground into the air. That's bad. We need to leave. Can't you hear any robots screaming? No robots screaming. We need to leave before we breathe this in, like right now. Ooh, we made it an aerosol. We run. Okay, everybody, give me a light defense roll. Oh, no, we leave. We said we did the thing. That's why it's a 9 instead of a 15. (laughs) I got a 12. 12. Twins. One level of effort to bring it to a 6 for Dilly. 12. 12. Wow. What the Nice. Triplets. You guys bolt through this room, getting away from this now dangerous gas that you created. (laughs) Perfectly in sync, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Which of the doors are you bolting to? There's two doors. They don't, they kind of look like they're pointed in the same direction, but they're different doors. Like, so there's like one on the left, one on the right. The right. Yeah. Okay, so you dash through the door on the right. The corridor doesn't have like a square shape or a rectangular shape. It is sort of like a exaggerated diamond shape and at an angle. So, like, you have to kind of prep one hand on the wall to kind of walk through here comfortably. Okay. But it's not squishy. It's not flesh. Not wet and gushy. (laughs) It's not squishy. This is a synth hallway. Can't believe people want to get into this place, Dilly says as we go down. Don't yuck their yum. Yum yum what? I mean, you never know what people are into. This could be, like, an amazing place. We could have just gone in wrong. But I, I had the key. That's. I feel like that's about as official as it gets. And we also had an unconscious body. Maybe it triggers the defense system of, no, show them the horror side of the door. We don't have, the, we don't have Carlisle anymore. We left Carlisle at the uh, other portal. Right. But we went through the gate, so it was like, an unconscious body went through the gate. They must want torture, so let's send for the weird places. Hmm. You don't know. I don't know. You're going down this hallway. The odd thing about this hallway is it seems to shrink and stretch. Like, it always seems like it is a different length than you thought it was before. Like, sometimes it suddenly feels like, oh, this is much farther along than it is. Or sometimes it's really close and you're like, oh, we're almost there. How close? Like, do you think, like, it could be almost within, you know, 20 feet? Huh. But then, then you'll, like, take another couple steps and it'll look like you've got at least another... 100 feet. That was an erection orgasm joke. You'll probably catch it when you edit. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's ninth world, you know what I'm saying? Gets bigger, gets smaller. (laughs) It's close. It works like a ratchet wrench. (laughs) But eventually you guys do reach the end of it. It just seems to take a long time. You feel like you've been walking this path for like 30 minutes. Oh my god. Meanwhile, that little mercury is still like probing at the top of the jar, but it hasn't gone through yet. Once we're like 10 minutes away from the door, Dilly's going to take a few minutes just to like put a nice IO seal on the Quicksilver mercury thing. Yeah, I think with your tier, you could do that easily. All right. Uh, Any materials for that or just I do it? We'll say it costs you an IO. Because you're not sure how hazardous this thing is. That was a good seal. It's a nice seal. Don't drop mm-hmm. it. Don't try to take his beach ball away either. Mm. <laughs> I'm still dad. 
So you reach the end of this corridor and you can see that there are two doors here. One that goes to the left and one goes to the right. To the right. Actually, Nyx will open both doors, as has become her habit. It's a good habit. It's character development for her. <laughs> so the left-hand door seems to be going down, and it has, again, that sort of fleshy texture to it. The right-hand door leads into a room with another door beyond, and in this room, it almost looks like it's an operating theater. There is a glowing green light in one corner, and there is a body there with their intestines spewed out and their head to the side. They've got a bright shock of red hair and stone burner tattoos. And Dilly, their face looks familiar. They dead? Guys, you're not going to believe this. He is also a man of my dreams. <laughs> not really my type, Dilly, but... <laughs> but not my type either, you, but you like... You've got some weird relationship goals. I'm just going to say I am judging you on this, Dilly. I, yeah, I really prefer people who have their intestines inside. On the inside is usually better. Not not that part. The redhead. The redhead man. I've seen his face. Oh, in your... He didn't have all, all this uh, when I saw him. I thought you meant romantically, and I was I was judging you, Dilly, a lot. No, a I lot. meant literally. You guys are the last people to judge me on this. How dare you? Who is doing this to them? <sighs> My guess, and I don't know... Anything more than you guys. My guess is that they just tried to utilize the foundry and they hit bad buttons, basically. They hit the bad button and bad things happened. Because this foundry is clearly not of human make. At least not any humans that... Not our humans, you know? Laying next to the body on the ground is also a familiar object, Dilly. The audio recorder that you saw in your dream. <gasps> All right, I think this is a good room to go into. Dilly's going to enter in wait for anything to try to kill him. Nothing jumps out at you now. Excellent. Then Dilly's going to go to the audio recorder, pick it up, and hit play. Okay. There are nine entries. Is this thing recording? Uh, all right, it seems to be. This is Zim Granix, a stone burner of the fourth tier, on assignment to explore the Velenk Foundry and Builder. When I was quietly informed where I was being sent, I enthusiastically set about preparations. Beyond the tantalizing opportunity to acquire devices from the Foundry itself, I know damn well when the chance arises to be awarded a new brand. I'm one of the best assets the Stoneburners possesses, and if I have to travel to an entirely different dimension to prove it, then so be it. Turns out it was a bad career move, actually. Do you listen to the second message? Um, I'm so excited. Yeah, I think. So long as nothing jumps out as The Valenk Gate, in the high man's view, was accessed easily enough once I showed proof of my assignment to the guards. They just looked at me dumbly as I stepped through the gate, which I suppose is the best that I could expect from them. I am now in an entirely new world. It's a place beset by storms as far as the eye can see, a rolling mass of clouds like writhing worms in the sky, spitting lightning, hail, and driving rain all at once. In the distance, I can hear all manner of creatures, as well as those who look more like myself. This is good news, since I was not given a key to enter the foundry, but surely one of these things can part ways with theirs. If not, then I'll just take it. Uh, Doe's going to keep playing them, so long as nothing jumps out at us. Okay. Thirteen of these worthless things slain, and not a single one had a key. Wait. I see a humanoid of similar dress to me in the distance. If we can share a common language, then I can reason with him. Once I tell him who I work for, he'll know his place and give me his key and step aside. The savage wouldn't acquiesce to my commands, and things became violent. 
I fell back to avoid his blows, and as I stopped my fall, I found my hand wrapped around a sizable rock, which I used to bash his head in. When I searched him, I found his key as well as a locket featuring a picture of a man and a young girl. I took it as a memento for my mission. Funny, I didn't even get his name. When you press the button the next time, there's a slight pause as if it's almost catching. Like it's almost like it's not working properly. And then the message starts normally. I have done it. I'm inside of the foundry. The door wasn't difficult to find, but had a small group of people surrounding it, desperately trying to enter. I was impatient, so I obliterated them with a cipher. The inside of the place is more than I could have imagined. At one moment, the corridor will be synth steel in perfectly carved crystal and glass, and the next, the walls will expand and contract like lungs, covered in a viscous fluid. The hallways are impossibly long, and I can already see a set of stairs reaching upward. The key, however, is gone, disappearing into mercury the moment the door shut behind me, slipping through my hand and shattering on the floor. The door itself shimmered and disappeared into a cloud of nanites. I knew I needed a key to get into the foundry. I didn't know I needed one to get out. And the next message... There is something in here with me. In the distance, I can hear a sound akin to a roar or the bending of metal. Occasionally, it will be punctuated by a scream. I must be careful. Again, the messages seem to almost catch, like it almost doesn't want to play farther. But then, as you press the button again, Dilly... I have discovered another explorer. He was standing on the ceiling in the middle of a circular room that, as best I can put it, had no such thing as up or down. I approached him and immediately saw that he was a fellow stone burner, his markings visible on his arm. His mouth was overflowing with a silver liquid like a pouring fountain. I thought he was dead until I noticed his eyes dart towards me, his expression begging me to help him. I left him there. Why shouldn't I? After all, he was only second tier. I... I don't know how long I've been here. I tried writing down everything I've done and how many times I've slept, but I couldn't tell the difference between what has and will happen. My razor is almost dull from shaving and my supplies have completely run out. Or have I not gotten them yet? I don't know what I've been eating. And again... The recorder catches, almost not willing to play, and then finally the last message clicks on. I have assembled nearly all of the objects I need to build the... The sound of metal and screaming is getting closer. I only require a few more parts, but I don't know where I can find them. It's so simple. I'm made of parts. I have everything I need to finish this. I am truly an amazing asset to the stone burners. And that's where we'll end this episode. Fucking A. Fuck. Holy shit. Damn, oh that my was God. amazing. Um, I loved it. I'm so excited we got to do that. Special thanks to our surprise guest, David Donnelly from the Fandible Podcast. Hey, yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Holy shit. David recorded those bits for me in advance, and then we also did, recorded an interview and his player intrusion, which I'll edit into these way out. Heck yeah. Surprise. Holy shit. Oh, so cool. So, uh, anyone, something about this episode. That, that, yeah. what, what just happened. That yeah. one. Yeah, that's the main thing. <laughs> Holy shit. That was amazing. I thought my connection was bad when I started to hear static. I was like, so did I. What I was is like, this? And then I heard a voice. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Oh.
It worked out so well. David and I have been talking about guesting on the show, but his work schedule means that he can't usually record when we're recording. Mm, oh, yeah. But he suggested doing something, you know, like this, something that you guys find. And so he and I worked out a plot line around the Volling Foundry. So I've been sitting on these files for since August, late August. Ah, we took our time, did we? Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. We've been digging um, around. Yeah. Damn, we're in August. Stone border markings on the arm. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. That is interesting, yeah. Yeah. And the locket. Mm-hmm. And we never checked what uh what your um Mercury mouth was. Yeah, but I, I do kind of see why they sent this narcissistic douchebag to the foundry. They're like, we got a one-way mission for you, buddy. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, holy shit. So I'm so glad you guys enjoyed that. I was, was I was so happy. I've been sitting on it for a while. You guys all get three XP. You guys have found your way to the Volen Foundry. Yeah. Fucktastic. And Dilly gets one extra XP because he joined the Stoneburners. What? Hell yeah. For joining a cult. Don't knock it. I know until I've tried it, yeah. yeah. Chacha's the only one that <laughs> hasn't joined a cult. Yeah, Chacha, you need a cult. Yeah, my own independent cult. Oh, Nyx has had Nyx has two. Two yeah. cults. Yeah, the Travelers, and now she's the Ma in ending. Mm-hmm. I mean... It's her splinter group that she now leads. <laughs> it's dope. Chacha's technically, I guess, part of the cult of people trying to acquire the key. And I want to take a moment to thank our special surprise guest, David Donnelly, from the Fandible podcast, who voiced Zim. David, thank you so much for joining us today. Tell folks a little bit about yourself and where they can find your stuff and the things you do. Hey, everybody. This is Dave. Thank you so much for having me on. I really, really appreciate it. It was super fun. I have been a member of the Fandible podcast. We are a tabletop role-playing game podcast been a member for about 10 years and we play pretty much any game that comes our way right now we are pretty fixated on uh, world of darkness and on hell of metropolis but we've played countless games you can find us at fandible.com or wherever you find quality podcasts or i don't know shady podcasts i don't know fell off the back of a truck podcasts we're everywhere <laughs> yeah and you can find me on twitter at distractionista right. and I am also working on a private side project that I have not announced, so I think now might as well be the time. When will this go up, do you think, from the time of recording? It always depends on when the Chaos Goblins actually decide to follow the plot that I've laid out in front of them. Oh, so I've got time. Great. Uh, yeah, so hopefully by <laughs> well, hopefully by the time that your lovely listeners hear this, I will have got this up and running. I'm starting... Chekhov's Chainsaw, which is going to be a YouTube channel and podcast about all things horror. Mm. That will be that will be done by myself, just because my friends are tired of hearing me listen to it, but microphones can't tell me to stop. So that is a side project. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Fandible, Chekhov's Chainsaw, we Twitch. We're on Twitch now. Our friend Dan Rodriguez, he is our Twitch maestro, and you can find him all the time on twitch.tv slash Fandible. And I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Well, thanks again so much for coming. I'm sure you wanted a more concise one, but I panicked. (laughs) Sorry. That's fine. (laughs) Well, we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you would really dig. And this week, it is our special guest, David's turn. David, what would you offer our listeners and xp to check out well i'm a huge fan of spooky season creepy christmas is right around the corner and i would recommend on youtube there are a spate of free public domain you know fallen out of copyright horror movies from the early like 40s and 50s and things like that that are actually a real joy to watch they're not good movies necessarily i'm talking about one of my favorites bella lugosi in the devil bat But it is kind of wonderful to see that we know that, you know, the idea of a B-movie, a low-budget movie has been around since cinema began. But to see it actually play out in the early days really puts other, quote-unquote, bad movies or good bad movies from the later half of the 20th century into perspective, right? And I would recommend... 
listeners, go find that. There's that. There's, I think it's called Psychosis 13, which opens with a Elvis song. And I don't know how they did that. It's playing on the radio huh. and I had to play it back because I'm like, how did they get the rights to this? And things like that. There's Rogue's Tavern is another one, which is kind of like a horror comedy in which it utilizes one of my favorite tropes from back then. A soon-to-be-married couple are both department store investigators. Do you remember when that was a thing? And they had authority. Wow. So they're like, listen, Mac, I'm a Macy's investigator. And people are like, golly gee, Macy's? Well, what can I do you for? It's just insane. <laughs> but of course, the wife-to-be is infinitely better at her job than her fiancé. Of course. And it, it's a treat to watch it play out. <laughs> I would recommend checking those out only because it's it's a cool thing to have on in the background it's free and it is interesting and i find it always kind of inspiring especially being part of a podcast and other creative pursuits where you're always met with this barrier of like do i deserve to be able to make this right will anyone should i make this period and i find that bad movies are like my friggin spirit animal because you look at these movies that are sometimes monstrosities but often made with love and you realize they made this people got lights and a camera and ostensibly actors and they made this thing and it's wonderful to watch that and then turn to your projects and be like yeah fuck it i'm gonna make this thing like why not there's a movie out there called lamageddon that was a made movie i watched it it's a film. <laughs> so yeah, check out check out the freebie yeah. movies on YouTube. It's creepy season around the corner and it might inspire you or at least re-bolster your desire to appreciate or even create your own things. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. I'll ask you to send me a link to at least one or two examples of those that sure you really like. Oh, oh, it's definitely Bella Lugosi's Devil Bat, because there's a bit in it where two hack reporters are trying to fake a shot of a bat flying and so they rig up a fake bat on a line dan it's the fucking bat they're using in the rest of the movie the balls on them to be like <laughs> well it's already trash let's make, wink and nod at the audience shall we and i like lost my mind when i watched it so wow yeah wow okay okay very cool <laughs> So if people wanted to tell us what they think of Bella Lugosi and the Devil Bat or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? Clearly, the best way is to come to our website, explorerswanted.fm. On there, you'll find our socials from which you can tell us all about your wonderful experience watching this movie. It's only about an hour long, so not too much commitment. And those socials are as followed. On Twitter, we are at Explorers Wanted. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at Explorers Wanted Podcast. But honestly... Come to our Discord. We got a movie channel. Talk about this movie with us. Find that at explorerswanted.fm slash Discord. Also, if you would like to support us financially and it is within your means, patreon.com slash explorerswan is the place to do that. Also, please, please, please use our dice for the code explorerswanted at checkout. Get 10% off your order. Buy our dice. If they're still there, buy them. We have dice. <laughs> the Knights hopes that. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Get 10% off that. But if you can't financially support the podcast, we totally understand things are tough. The best thing you could do is to tell a friend, tell them why you like the show, why they should listen to it. The second best thing you can do is leave us a five-star written review on a podcast directory like Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. It makes such a difference for people checking out the show and bringing in new listeners. And if you didn't like the podcast or if you just thought it was weird well have you noticed lately how the pipes in your home have been making weird noises like most of the time they're fine but every once in a while they make a rumbling thump like the pressure of flowing water is shaking the plumbing somewhere maybe even one of your sinks has been a little slower to drain even though you've tried using cleaning solutions multiple times perhaps you even called a plumber about it and they shrugged and said they couldn't find anything but deep down you know better and you know what you need to do. Tonight, around midnight, turn off the lights in your home and walk yourself slowly into your bathroom. Check to make sure that the faucet is not dripping. Then, lean over the basin ever so closely and whisper your name towards the drain. The rattling will be alarming at first, but be patient and brave and keep your lips slightly parted because as the stopper pushes out of the way, and her long fingers work their way up out of the drain, she will reach for you 
And if she cannot find your time, she may end up taking everything. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlik, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You can find me on our Discord. I'm Stace Windu. Uh, no tongue on the first date. I'm at Slam Potato. Uh, good luck getting through that massive wad of hair. That's probably in all of my drains. <laughs> I'm she with the Unicorn on Twitch and Realty Unicorn on Twitter. And David, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Fandible.com. You can find me at Distractionista on Twitter. And you can find us on Twitch, but I'm not really on there a lot because I work nights. So, All right. That's it for us. Thanks once again to our special guest, David Donnelly. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week, as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye! Bye, bye everybody! Bye.